0: Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about.
1: Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. Hey, welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. I'm Brian Ott. You know, one of the things that I love to do on the weekends, I've done for years, is listen to some of the different shows that are on the radios on the weekend. And there are dozens of financial shows out there, literally dozens. And two of the most popular shows you're going to hear across the country are Dave Ramsey and Rick Edelman. Both have syndicated shows that air all over, and both have vastly different approaches and outlooks on the proper way to handle your finances. Now, Dave Ramsey's main focus is all about paying off your debt, avoiding interest at all costs. So start with the smallest credit card, pay off the next largest one, and you just work your way up. The snowball effect is what he calls it. I've, I've heard his show many times and the idea with 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 Rick is Rick is more about reaching a goal so figure out how much you need to retire and live successfully and save to reach that goal so both of these guys have different approaches to your finances but they also give out advice on a lot of different topics and they disagree on some of those as well too for instance let's take mortgages for example Dave Ramsey says, you know, get your credit cards paid off, get your car paid off, and then pay every extra dime you have to your mortgage and get that debt paid down. Interest should be avoided at all cost. Now, you have to make the lifestyle changes along the way too, you know, quit eating out, quit buying frivolous stuff. You don't need to go buy new clothes, just use that money and pay the debt down, get yourself out of debt. That's the way to financial freedom. Now, Rick, on the other hand, takes a completely different approach. Rick says you should get a 30-year mortgage, the longest mortgage you can. So 30 years, not 10, not 15, not 20, but 30 years, and don't pay anything but the minimum payment. Don't don't even make bi-weekly payments, because if you're paying you know half your payment every two weeks, you end up making one extra payment a year. So he, he says don't even do that. There are just too many advantages to having a mortgage. You need to just pay the minimum mortgage payment and save the difference. Now, which approach on this is right? You know, I I think a lot of people, you could probably, you know, split. A lot of people want to have their house paid off as soon as possible. I'm kind of more in the camp, believe it or not, with Rick. I think there are a tremendous amount of advantages to having a mortgage. We're using somebody else's money, especially with rates as low as they are. You get the tax advantages. And also, you gotta take in that that deflation effect of mortgages, um, meaning that $2,000 payment today, 10 years down the road isn't gonna feel near as big. 20 years down the road, it's not gonna feel near as big. It's hopefully our income is going up, but what we did is we locked in a payment. The difference is if you're gonna take either one of these approaches, you have to make the sacrifice. If you're gonna pay your house off early, you gotta quit spending your money on other things. If you're going to just make the minimum payments, you've got to be investing that money. So instead of spending the extra 500 into the mortgage, you're putting that into the market. You're investing that money, and hopefully over the long run, that investment pool outpaces the interest that you're paying on your mortgage. That's Rick's theme on that. So, But, you know, there's no perfect answer to it. Just, just keep that in mind, but it's a, a, a difference of opinion. Another topic that both of these gentlemen talk about that is right up my alley is long-term care insurance. And as you can probably guess, I don't fully agree with either of them. Now, here's what Dave Ramsey says about long-term care insurance. You should get it when you turn 60. Now, the idea is that I've paid off all my debt. I don't have credit card debt. I don't have mortgage debt. I've paid off my debt. I'm now in a better position to afford long-term care insurance. So I agree. That's probably good. But I think what Dave is missing is we're not just going to the grocery store and picking up a box of long-term care insurance and going to the self-check and walking out the door with it. The problem with long-term care insurance is that you have to qualify. You have to medically qualify, I mean, go through underwriting. And I cannot tell you how many people under age 60 are not eligible right now for long-term care insurance. I mean, we've had people in their 30s that have been turned down for long-term care insurance. If you develop an autoimmune disease or something as simple as being you know, overweight outside of the, the weight guidelines, a third of this country is obese, long-term care insurance companies are not going to insure those people. So if you're the average adult that's gaining two to five pounds a year and you start at 25, by the time you're 60, a lot of you aren't gonna qualify just based on the weight alone. So what Dave is missing there is that you have to qualify for long-term care insurance. Everybody's healthy, everybody's in perfect health. Yeah, you can wait till 60, I'm not gonna argue with that. But just keep in mind you have to qualify for it. Now what got me thinking about this topic is because I heard an ad from Rick Edelman. And here's Rick Edelman's approach on long-term care. He says, if you have enough money, you don't need to worry about it, right? The rich can afford long-term care. And if you're poor, you don't have any money, you don't need to worry about it because you're going to end up on Medicaid. Well, he's right on the ladder. That's exactly right. The people that have no assets are going to end up on Medicaid, you know, and people that have just very small amounts of assets are going to spend those assets down and they're going to end up on Medicaid. And I don't wish that on anybody. I, I watched my aunt go through that. I watched You know, Madeline's mom went through that. She went through all their savings and ended up on Medicaid, and that's going to be the vast majority of Americans, there's no doubt. But where I disagree with Rick is when he starts talking about the wealthy people don't need to worry about it. This is probably one of the biggest misconceptions still out there. If you have enough money, you don't need to worry about having an insurance plan. And I find this fascinating because the wealthy people have insurance on everything. They insure insure their home, their cars. A lot of them have big permanent life insurance policies for the tax benefits. And so for some reason, long-term care for a lot of these advisors, it's boiled down to a money issue. And it's just very misguided. It's just a misguided approach. Because really, what are we doing when we buy insurance, any insurance? We are buying future dollars at a discounted rate today. That's simply what we're doing. We're buying guaranteed dollars. We're not guessing. We know that we have X amount of money in the future. We have enough money to rebuild our house if it burns down because we're making this insurance premium. We end up in a long-term care situation. It's the same thing. We have this guaranteed bucket of money out there in the future. Like my plan, it's unlimited. It's a bottomless bucket and I know how much I can pull out every single month for the rest of my life. So that's what we're doing. So to say that wealthy people don't need to worry about it because they have money, they're missing a lot of the other things that go along with insurance. And again, like I said, when your house burns down, the insurance company doesn't just show up and drop a sack of money off on your porch and leave. I mean, you still have a lot of other problems to figure out. And it's the same in a long-term care event. And the analogy I like to use is, is let's go traveling. Let's say that we have to move to a foreign country now. So we've got to move to a foreign country. We show up there. We don't, we've never been there before. We've never been in this situation before. We don't speak the language, but now we have to start doing the day-to-day basics. We've got to get groceries. We've got to feed ourselves every day. So option A is you jump on Google, because Google still works there, and you find a grocery store. You find one that's closest to you. You don't know if it's a good store or bad store, but you go to it. You walk in, and again, you don't understand the labels. You don't really understand what you're looking at, but you try to do the best you can and figure out. And you get up there to the cash register, and they say it's $100. So you pay the $100, but it's okay because you've been working, you've, you've saved your money, you've got the $100, bucks. you are going to pay the $100, and you go home. Now, turns out that when you get home, you find out eh, you didn't really get what you wanted. You thought this was canned tomatoes, and it's not canned tomatoes. It's something different. It's something that you don't even know what it is. But anyway, you, you eat what you can. And then you turn around, and you go to the grocery store, and you repeat that process the next day. Now, if you stay in this foreign country long enough, eventually you're going to get you know, better. You're going to figure it out. You're going to start understanding that that's not canned tomatoes, so I'm not going to buy that again. I'm going to buy something else. And there's a learning process. And if you stay in that country long enough, you might get better and a little bit more efficient at, at the grocery shopping. You might pick up that there's some better stores out there, some better places through trial and error, but eventually it's just going to take time. That's option A. Now option B is we show up in that same foreign country, but we've got this gift card. We've got a $100 gift card that allows us to buy groceries. And with that gift card, there's a number on the back of that gift card. You just call, and somebody meets you. Somebody speaks your language. And they answer the phone, and you say, I need to get some groceries. And they say, where are you? I'm Well, I'm at this hotel. This is where I'm staying right now. Okay, this is, we're going to you know, come help you. We'll get you to this store. This is where we're going to go. This is the big store. These are the little stores. This is where you get the fresh produce, and they guide you through the process. And they get you everything you need the first time. And when you walk up to the counter, it's $100. But guess what? That gift card you bought previously only cost you $10. Okay, that's option B. Which option would you take? I mean, I I think everybody's gonna go with option B, right? And and that's exactly what happens in a long-term care situation. You know, we end up in situations we're not familiar with. They're very expensive. We're trying to figure it out as we go. I don't care how much money you have. It's, it's a chaotic situation when you don't speak the language and the doctor's telling you this and you don't know the best way to get the care for your loved one. And can you find an agency at home that will come in and provide that care? Or do you have to go somewhere else? So keep that in mind, as we wrestle with these decisions, these financial decisions, paying off mortgages quickly or slowly, whether you should get insurance or not, there's a lot that you need to look into. You have to be your own advocate, and that's why we do this show. That's why we bring long-term care radio to you every single weekend, is just to bring some awareness so that it's not just a simple bumper sticker. You get long-term care at 60, or you don't need it if you have X amount of money. There's a lot more to it. So who anyway it gets me fired up when I hear ads like that but I love educating people on the topic so um, we've got a great show today stick around I've got a question of the week from Daryl in Issaquad that we're gonna talk about next and then I've got a great client of the week at the bottom of the hour so stick around we'll be right back
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at
2: 525LongTermCare.com, 525LongTermCare.com. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington state employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place like my wife and I do through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar this morning at 9. If you can't attend, there's another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. There's also another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.
3: For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.
0: Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525
1: Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And by the way, we have our uh, last class for May coming up next Wednesday. That's going to be the 12th at 3.05. For any of you that want to jump on the webinar, just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com, sign up. We're going to send you a link. All you do is you click on the link, and you can watch the webinar from your phone, from your tablet, from your computer. Um, Even from a smart television. And you can send your questions in. That's the last one we have for the month. And then we're going to have a couple in May as well, too. And I'll tell you, folks, uh, it's heating up out here because of the new Washington State Trust Act and long-term care services and support. Um, It's a new payroll tax coming in January. The only way you can opt out of that is if you're self-employed. Or if you are an employee, you have to have your own long-term care insurance plan in place by November, First of 2021, so keep that in mind. We're going to talk a little bit about that on the next webinar as well, too. So um, this week, I want to talk a little bit uh, about a question of the week I got from Daryl in Issaquah. And Daryl asked, "Can you explain the difference, um, different funding options for a long-term care insurance plan? I am particularly interested in plans that pay you back, and if there are any advantage to any any advantages to one over the other." So. Yeah, this is, you know, this is a great topic. And let's just back up here a little bit in order to answer this question, we just need to understand some basics. If we're talking about traditional pay as you go long-term care insurance plan, which have been around since the 70s, these work like your homeowner's insurance or your car insurance. You just get a premium, you know, you pay that every month or every year, however you set it up. We do have a 10 pay option. We actually have one company that offers a single-pay option on a traditional, but it's it's for uh, if you're a C corporation and you can write off 100% of the premium. That's the only time you'd want to use that. But most of the, uh, there's there's a there's a 10-pay option out there. Again, though, it's as expensive as an asset base. So the traditional plans are just pay-as-you-go. So you really don't have any payment options, so to speak, on those traditional plans. Um, waiver premium is available, so you don't have to pay p- payments when you're on claim on a traditional plan but the premiums are not guaranteed so remember that's a traditional plan you're just writing a check for or as long as you're healthy you're going to write that check and if you trigger a claim you're going to stop writing the check so that's how a traditional plan works on the other side of that coin are the asset base um, plans they're also known as hybrid or they're known as linked benefit plans now, these come in a variety of, of of different options and they give us a wide range of ways to pay for these plans. And the one thing that an asset-based plan has is that an asset-based plan is gonna have some value in the plan outside of just the insurance. And so that's what makes these plans so popular. So. An asset-based plan, again, hybrid, same thing, or a linked benefit. That's what the IRS calls them, as in we are linking long-term care with another benefit. That's some kind of return of premium. It's some kind of value in the policy. The key takeaway is that they um, they provide you long-term care insurance if you need it. There's a return of premium if you don't use it. And some will have cash surrender value. Some you can get 100% of your money back from day one or after year five or after year 10. It just depends how you set them up. So the idea is win, lose, or draw, regardless of what happens, there's some value in that long-term care plan. Now asset-based plans have a wide variety of features as well, too. You can get inflation riders. You can get limited or lifetime benefits. You can get joint plans. Um, there's a couple companies that offer a joint plan, meaning like a husband and wife would be on one bucket of money. or you have individual plans, which is kind of standard in the asset base. Most of the other carriers are going to offer, you would have your own bucket of money, your wife would have your um, her own bucket of money, or vice versa. Um, there's also cash benefit plans available on the asset base, meaning that once you go on claim, you just get your monthly benefit paid in cash. And there's reimbursement plans with lifetime benefits and concierge claim support. That's the plan that I have. I have unlimited lifetime benefits, and I have this concierge claims level of support service there. So think of that 800 number on the gift card where they show up and they guide you. That's that's what I have. And I even have one carrier that offers international coverage, meaning that if you are overseas, you can get 100% of your benefits. So again, just one carrier that does that. But I think the biggest takeaway in these asset-based plans is that there is some kind of value in the plan. And and that's really what you want to understand is there's some value in that plan and there's various ways to fund these plans. So that's what we're gonna talk a little bit about today. The number one way you can fund an asset-based plan is just what we call a single pay. So that just means I'm gonna just write one check, one and done, and and pretty much all the asset-based plans will have a single pay option. You can just write one check and be done. A few of the savings-based plans will require a one-and-done check only, so that means there's no other way to fund it. But most of the asset-based plans will give us different options. But single pay is the most uh, common across all of the different plans out there. You can get all the asset-based plans with it. Now, the pros about it is you're just done. You're going to get the most insurance for the least amount of money, but you're putting that money up in right up front. The biggest con of a single pay option is the time value of money, of course. You're taking that money out of your investments, Or you're taking that money away, for you can't really earn uh, returns on that money because you've placed it with the insurance company. The next way you can pay for one of these asset-based plans is a multi-pay, or what we call a limited pay option. So the difference between these plans and the traditional plans is that if you set up a payment over time, the payments are guaranteed level. So it can be over a specific number of years, like five years, or seven years, or 10 years, or 20 years. So my plan is a 10-year. That means after 10 annual payments, I'm paid in full. I don't have any more payments available. We even have plans that go out to age 65. So if you're 45 or, or 50, you can say, I just want my plan paid up by the time I'm 65. You know, the pros to this is there's there's no need to come up with a big down payment. You can just spread the payments out. We also have a finite amount of money that we can budget for going into these plans. And it's just a great way to set a plan up, especially for younger people. It just gives us an advantage. Because all of these plans, if we have multiple pay options, most all of these plans are gonna offer you a waiver premium, which means if you trigger a claim or you get in a bad accident, you're not gonna make payments while you're on claim. Now again, the cons of a multi-pay option is the payments are gonna be higher than if you stretch out the payments like on a continuous pay or a traditional plan. But again, it's gonna be limited. You can can limit it to 10 years or 20 years. Now we also have on these asset-based plans, we do have two companies that offer a continuous pay which works like a traditional plan except that the payments are guaranteed level. You're gonna have a guaranteed set payment over all those years. So think of that as a mortgage. You're just gonna pay a guaranteed level payment until you go on claim. And so there's a couple plans to do that. And really, the continuous pay means you either pay till age 95 or you pay to age 100. If you live past that, the payments are gonna stop. Now, the pros of that, of course, you're gonna have a lower payment. The cons, eh, you might pay more into the plan overall if you live a nice, long, healthy life. So there's no stop gap on those continuous pay. You just gotta keep making those payments. Now, another option that we have on these asset-based plans is we combine those. So we do what we call a combination. We do what, or a premium drop-in. So you come in, instead of making 10 payments for $10,000, you could put you know, $50,000 down and make 10 payments for $5,000. And I mean, the math is a little bit different than that. You, you get a little bit bigger discount, but that's a very popular thing for people to do, especially um, if you're a business owner, because there's some advantages we can do with tax write-offs, stretching out some of those payments and separating out the long-term care insurance part so that you can deduct that if you're a business owner. And then another way that you can pay for one of your plans is using a lump sum out of your retirement account. Now this is great for people over 59 and a half. It's really great for people approaching 70 because it counts as required minimum distributions. We take a lump sum out today and we stretch those payments out, the distributions out over 10 years so you're not taxed on it all up front. So again, a wide, wide range of ways to pay for these different plans out there. And I think that what you have to understand is that you know, which one is right for you? Well, single pay works better for the older people because a lot more of their investments are probably more conservative. Bonds, savings, money market accounts, things that aren't really earning a lot of interest. They've built up their wealth and they're just in the protection stage now. For younger people that are still investing and still trying to grow and build their nest egg, a, 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 you know, maybe a payment over time, a 10 pay, 15 pay, 20 pay, is really going to shine. So just keep that in mind. There's no perfect answer to this. I did a 10 pay for myself. I know we that's a very popular option out there, but the you know, the benefits to one over another are gonna depend on your age, gonna depend on if there's any tax deductions. We're gonna look at all of that for you. And I've got a great client of the week that we're gonna show you how we design a plan using a lump sum and stretching out some of the payments. And I'm gonna tell you why when we get back. So. Stick around to Long-Term Care Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Have
2: you heard, beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington state employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place like my wife and I do through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar this morning at 9. If you can't attend, there's another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. There's also another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.
3: Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.
2: How do you know your finances and investments right now in today's economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow, Thursday, May 27th. Zach, I'm excited to be there. Tell us what to expect. Dory, we've taken Bulwark's entire
0: investment and retirement planning process, the same one you and Suzanne went through, and we've condensed it down into a 30-minute class. We'll answer all the big questions. Do you need estate planning? Long-term care? When should you take Social Security? How much money do you need to retire? And we're also going to show everyone who attends how to protect their portfolio against loss while still growing their assets.
2: Join me at the Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow with Zach Abraham, Thursday, May 27th, right after my show at 3. Sign up now at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. You'll get a free copy of Zach's booklet, Common Sense Investing. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Reserve your spot now at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement with a firm's license to conduct business capitals dba Clear creek financial management a registered investment advisor
0: this is long-term care radio with brian Ott. listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist you can email your questions to radio at 525 advisors.com
1: welcome back to long-term care radio and thanks again for tuning in Um, you heard some of the ads. I do have a class coming up Wednesday at three o'clock. Um, these webinars are getting really big right now, uh, because everybody's worried about this Washington state trust act. So we are going to talk a little bit about that. And we do have some new information. We do have until November 1st to get a plan in place. And I wish they would have made it October 31st because people are going to, in their mind, they're thinking November, you got to realize you probably got to Get your application submitted in, I would say, by uh, July or August, really to be safe because we're already getting backed up and the carriers are just telling us they're working first come, first serve. So the idea is that you've got to get yourself a plan in place, and then once you have that plan in place, you have to apply through the state, through the Employment Security Division, and they will issue a letter to you telling you that you can get out of the state tax and you take that letter and give it to your employer. So the big rush is going to be, I think they're going to open up that in October, and we've got to apply, and then we've got to wait for that letter. And so for the people that are applying in November, December, they're not going to get those letters until maybe mid-next year. So that means that the, your employer is going to collect tax until you actually get that letter, and they're not going to refund any of it. So we'll probably do a special webinar on that once we get a little bit more information, but just keep in mind that is coming down the pike, and it's coming fast. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised, but... Our next webinar, we'll be talking about long-term care. We'll talk a little bit about that trust act. It's going to be Wednesday at 3.05. It's going to be when we get into the meat of the program. So sign up at 525longtermcare.com. So today we were really talking, our question of the week um, from from Daryl was about, you know, what are the different ways to pay for a plan and are there any advantages? to one version over the other and absolutely and and that's part of what we do when we design a plan for one of our clients Is we try to look at number one how do we get to the meaningful plan in place how do we get that coverage in place number two is what's the best way to fund that plan and it's different for everybody again if you're 70 years old and you've got a big estate and you got a lot of money sitting in cash and bonds and savings and CDs those are the easy one-and-done payments in a lot of the plans, if you're over age seventy, that's all you can do right now anyway is a single lump sum. But if you're fifty or sixty, now we're kind of getting more into the gray area. Maybe you have a good nest egg built up, but it doesn't really make sense to take a big lump sum out of that right now and put it into an insurance plan. Maybe it makes sense to pull some of that money out over time, or maybe there's a situation where it's a combination. We're going to put a lump sum in a smaller lump sum, and we're going to pay part of that premium over time because there's certain advantages. And that's our Client of the Week this week. This is Mark, who is 58, Lisa, who is 52. They came up to us, um, you know, they've heard about, like many listeners, about this new state tax coming, and they're trying to figure out what to do, because Mark is not going to work long enough. He's a W-2 employee, and he's not gonna work for another 10 years, and you've gotta work 10 years to get vested in the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act. You You gotta pay into it for 10 years, at least five without interruption, Or when you go to file a claim for those early people they're going to look back from the day you file your claim they're going to look back six years and you've had to pay in for three so somebody that retires at 65 even if they pay in for three years and they go on claim at 75 they're not going to be vested either they're not going to qualify so there are a lot of you out there that are never going to see a dime out of this program but you're going to pay in in the taxes So that's why they came to us, and Lisa, his wife, is a business owner, so she doesn't have to pay into that, but what they're looking at is saying, hey, you know, we were probably going to put a plan in place at some point in the future anyway. This is just motivating us to get the plan done now and own our own plan. So a little bit about Mark and Lisa. They have two grown children, Um, yay. Um, They're hoping for grandchildren soon, so that's another yay. Lisa can't wait to get some grandchildren. She hopes she gets some in the next few years. They have a second home out of state that they will probably retire in. Now, that's a key point right there, because remember, if you pay into this trust fund in Washington and you move to Arizona, you lose all the money that you paid in the trust fund. They don't, you don't get to make the claim. You have to be in Washington state. Mark plans on working for another five years, maybe seven years at the max, so again, he's not gonna get vested. He's a VP and he gets wages, bonuses, and stock options, and all of that is taxable. So he's just doing the math on that saying, I could pay a pretty good chunk of money into the state and I'm never gonna see anything out of that. I'm like, yeah, that's true. So Lisa says she's gonna work another five years, but it really depends on how she transitions out of her business. She might sell the business or her youngest child might step in and take over. They're debating that. She doesn't know which way that's gonna go. Um, another key point on this, we'll talk about this later, is Lisa's business is actually taxed as a C corporation. So, you know, you have your sole proprietors, your partnerships, your S corporations, your C corporations. Um, she is a C corporation. Um, and they always figured that they would get long-term care insurance again some point in the future. It's just, you know, they, they believe in it, but they just thought, well, we, I, you know, we just weren't really looking at it at age 52 is what Lisa was saying. But now they're they're going to take a peek so their biggest concerns paying into something they won't benefit from you know both the state plan and traditional long term care they didn't like the idea of either one of those cuz if they never use it they're not going to get any money back in the state plan they're just getting taxed and they're not going to qualify for that either way not, I mean, even Lisa, Lisa's a business owner, she can opt into the program, but she can't opt out. But again, the same thing, she's gotta pay into it for 10 years, well, she's 52, she doesn't think she's gonna work that long, maybe five to seven years, she doesn't know, but again, same thing, right? She's not gonna qualify, so they don't wanna pay for something they're not gonna use, but they don't wanna be a burden on their children or their grandchildren, and they realize that. They understand long-term care, Lisa's had family members that have gone through it, so she's very well aware of what long-term care situations can do. They felt they had enough money to self-insure, but they didn't want to risk spending down the estate if something happened to them. You know, Especially in the early years. You know, Someone gets in a car accident and they get paralyzed and all of a sudden they're in a 20 or 30 year lifetime long term care situation, it could just devastate the estate. They don't want their family trying to figure it out. That was another thing that Lisa saw firsthand. She said, you know, it was just very complex. Again, we're in that foreign country trying to go grocery shopping. We don't speak the language. We can't read the street signs. We don't even know. Which store to get to? That's all the decisions that are going in a long-term care situation. And again, they hate the idea of paying into something they're not going to use, and they love the idea of setting up a plan that will pay them back if they don't use it. So those were some of the, you know, issues that they had. And, and really, you know, Mark would just say, "Look, no, we're looking for something that's going to supplement. We have a nice estate. We, we feel kind of comfortable, but we want something that's going to supplement us. That's going to take some of the sting off of it if we end up in a long-term care situation, so to speak." So we designed a plan for them um, that gives each of them a lifetime benefit, tax-free for for life. Long-term care benefits, tax, always come back tax-free. Remember that. Tax-free, that means that money's coming in. You're not counting that as income. Their starting benefit today is going to be $6,000 per person. Then we put a 3% inflation rider on the long-term care portion of this policy so that they have a lifetime benefit that's growing at 3%. So the idea is, you know twenty five years down the road they 've got twelve thousand a month or one hundred and forty four thousand dollars a year per person for as long as they need it, and that benefit grows even while they 're on claim so keep that in mind. This plan has a concierge level claim support service same same plan that I have. It just basically means that we can call an eight hundred number they 're going to assign somebody to us, and they 're going to help us guide us through that situation they 're going to tell us which grocery store to go to. What we're looking at, don't buy that, that's not canned tomatoes, it looks like it, but it's not, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that concierge level of support. Their particular plan is going to have a $300,000 guaranteed death benefit. So that's a second to die death benefit. This is a joint policy. They each have lifetime long-term care. At the end of their lives, the insurance company simply looks at this and says, if they use less than $300,000, the difference is paid back to the estate. So if they never use long-term care insurance, they never triggered all the full 300 goes back to the estate, if they only use $50,000 of long-term care services and the second one dies, guess what, then 250 goes back to the estate tax-free. Now, here's the key thing I want you to take away. We funded this in a very unique way. What we did instead of doing a single deposit or spreading the whole thing over time, we did a combination of both. So, they came in with a check, an initial check of $147,000. It's really $146,946 to be exact, but $147,000 for radio. Then they're going to make four annual payments starting in year two of $21,564. So, they will put a grand total in this plan over five years of $233,000. Now remember, they're guaranteed to get $300,000 back. They're going to get more money back either way. Whether they end up in long-term care or they don't, they're going to get more money back than they put into this plan. But the reason why we spread this out as a single deposit and payments over time is remember before I was saying these asset-based plans are called linked benefits. So we're linking two benefits together. The IRS looks at that $300,000 guaranteed return of premium as a face amount or a death benefit. That's a tax-free event either way. You die, it goes back tax-free. But if you need to use it for long-term care while you're alive, it becomes a living benefit. That's tax-free as well too. So that's what the the insurance company is setting this up as they're saying part of this is life insurance, part of it is long-term care. Well if we carve out that life insurance and we say we're going to pay for that in a lump sum because there's no tax deduction on that. But then the other portion, that lifetime long-term care benefit, we're gonna separate that out into five payments. The first payment is due with that lump sum. So really they'll have one lump sum payment and then they'll have, starting a year from now, they'll have four more payments that come once a year. Those payments are considered 100% long-term care insurance. And remember Lisa's business is taxed as a C corporation so she can write off 100% of the long-term care premiums. So in year 1 out of that 149,000 she gets to write off $38,000 year 1. She gets to pay $38,000 out of that 146 right out of the business. That's a that's that's a, a, a t- that's a tax benefit for the business. She can write that off. Then each year she's going to write those checks for $21,000. So a total out of that two hundred and thirty three thousand a hundred and seven thousand dollars of that is going to be a business write off that 's why we stretched it out now, since the C corporation isn't limited to long term care premiums, they could have done a lump sum. They could have just wrote the, the check for the whole thing at once, but it's a cash flow issue right The business then would have to come up with you know a hundred plus seven thousand dollars in year one that didn't make sense we 're going to do thirty eight year one and then twenty one thousand she felt she could do that out of the business. So that's why we spread that out, because now that's a business expense. And guess what? It does not change the benefit to the, to, to the clients. When they go on claim, that long-term care benefit is tax-free. So that's why we funded it this way. Number one, tax deductions. She's not limited by the IRS saying that, hey, you can only deduct 4000 a year, or you can only deduct 1800 a year based on your age. She can write off the premiums out of the business because it's a C-corporation. This is a linked benefit program. It does have that death benefit, which you want. If you want that premium coming back to the estate, especially for them, they only put two thirty three dollars into the plan. If it's not a death benefit and it was just three hundred dollars paid back, well, then there'd be a taxable gain on that $70,000 difference. But because it's a death benefit, you want that. That means that $300,000 goes back to the estate tax-free. Now, Lisa gets to write all those things off. This is a wonderful plan, concierge service. It's got benefits for home improvement. It's got benefits for caregiver training. It's just a comprehensive, well-thought-out plan. We're funding it in a very efficient way for them to get the business tax write-offs, and we've solved their problems. They're both out of the Washington State Trust Act. They've got an asset that's actually going to pay their estate back more than they put into it, and they have unlimited lifetime long-term care. So... Just uh, love, love, love putting these plans together and figuring out the best way to fund them. And so that's just a classic example of something that we're gonna do a little bit different when it fits uh, for somebody if they're in that right situation. So uh, stick around. We're going to head into our final break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what a comprehensive plan is and how these long-term care plans work and where they pay for care.
0: We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place like my wife and I do through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar this morning at 9. If you can't attend, there's an Another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar this morning at 9. There's also another one this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now at 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com.
3: Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com.
2: How do you know your finances and investments right now in this economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, you can join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, May 27th, right after my show. Zach, now's the time for everyone to take a hard look at their investment strategy. Dory, there could not be
0: a more prescient time. I'll answer all the big questions on investors' minds because I can promise you if you're incorporating some of the long-running investment strategies in today's markets, like a basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble, and now
2: is not the time to be gambling your retirement. Learn all about Zach's retirement planning and investment strategies at his Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, May 27th. I'll be there too, right after my show at three o'clock. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Make your reservation now at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. That's KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement with the firm's license to conduct business. Board Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.
0: Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian On, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Again, we're on the air four times in the Seattle market on the weekends, three times on Saturday, and then um once on Sunday, and so you can find our schedule at 525longtermcare.com if you want to listen live, and then we do have our podcast, which is becoming very popular because, of course, you can listen to the podcast at your own schedule, so you can get all that information in our uh, website. Just click on the radio tab, and that'll get you to our podcast, or you can find them on iTunes or whatever you want, just look for long-term care radio podcast. And again, the whole idea behind this is just really spring awareness. We've got a lot of people, as you know, if you're listening on the podcast out of the state, Washington State passed a Long-Term Care Trust Act, which is going to force people now to pay into a trust fund that will give a $100 benefit for one year, uh, sometime in the future, if you qualify. And it's really not long-term care, it's short-term care. It's just, it's a Medicaid reimbursement plan. And so we're the first state that got it passed, and you know how these states are, especially the liberal left-leaning states, they you know they're always trying to outgun each other, so I know several states have been looking at this for years. Uh, Washington state worked on this plan for six years, and their their new website is just funny i mean it's just the Washington cares and it 's all about how you know the average person is only going to have to pay you know three hundred dollars into this plan a year, but they're going to get thirty six thousand dollars of benefit out in the future and blah 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 but Really, it's just a Medicaid reimbursement plan. They're gonna limit care. It's most people, a lot of people aren't gonna qualify because if you move out of the state, you don't qualify and you've gotta pay into the plan for 10 years to get vested. So, if you're outside of Washington State, I would just watch because I guarantee you, it's coming to states across this country. Um, the real takeaway is not so much the government reaching out and taxing. I mean, it's been this way in Germany for years. They force long-term care insurance on people for, for decades now, but It's more the issue that this is a real problem in this country, most people are not prepared for long-term care, and this Washington State Trust Act isn't gonna do anything, it's just, again, it's $100 a day for a year, that's just a Medicaid reimbursement, so these people are headed to Medicaid anyway. If you happen to have long-term care insurance, and for the people that miss out on getting, opting out of the Washington State Trust Act, or they move here next year, they're not gonna be able to opt out, even if they have long-term care insurance today, Well, those people, if they live here and they retire and they qualify, they'll get to use both. They'll get to use the Washington Trust Act, and they can have a long-term care. So maybe if you have a smaller long-term care policy that lasts you two or three years, you'll be able to get a little bit more life out of it because you'll be able to get that $100. But again, most people, a good chunk of people, are never going to see a dollar out of this. They're just going to get taxed on every dollar they earn. So we will talk a little bit more about that i've got a webinar just our general long-term care planning class is coming up wednesday at 305 that's the next one and then we're going to jump into june and i'm going to try to do uh for the washington residents we're going to try to do kind of a couple lunch and learns just on the washington state trust act number one on on what it is and then we're going to do another one on how to opt out for those of you that have long-term care insurance like me We've got to opt out. The state does not have that website set up yet, but my understanding is we're going to have to log in, fill out a form, and then they're going to, I don't know what they're going to ask us for. I don't know if they're just going to ask us for a copy of our policy or if they're going to ask us for a certificate of insurance, which proves that the policy is still in force. I would imagine they're going to kind of figure that out as they go, but I will get everybody updated on that um, as soon as we know. So, I wanted to spend a a few minutes uh, before we go today talking about long term care plans today and and what I mean by a comprehensive plan. Back in the day when long term care insurance came out, there were these facility only policies, which meant that they only paid a benefit if you were in a facility. And as a general rule, those facilities were defined as nursing homes. So, somebody, uh, you know, a facility that had 24 7 skilled nursing available. So that rules out your assisted living, that rules out your adult family homes, You know, go down the list. It was basically, ended up being kind of a nursing home policy only. And that's really how long-term care started out, a lot of those. And a lot of people bought the facility only because you still hear it. You still hear people all the time and it just frustrates me. Well, the average cost of a nursing home is $9,842 or whatever it is. Very few people with long-term care insurance end up in a nursing home. In fact, we call it nursing home avoidance insurance. The idea of long-term care insurance is that you receive the care in a place that you choose and people do not choose nursing homes, they get put in nursing homes. The largest payer by far of nursing homes in this country is Medicaid and that's because you spend all your money trying to get care at home, your family's trying to take care of you, you run out of money, your family can't provide the level of care you need and so the next stop is, guess what, it's the Medicaid program and Medicaid does not send in the little home health care aid to help you out every day. What they do is they pick you up and they send you to the closest Medicaid Facility, You know, whether it's it's Tacoma or Yakima or wherever it is. And I always tell you a story. One of the, the, the first persons that helped me out with uh, some life insurance back 30 years ago. I'll never forget. He told me a story that his mom ended up on Medicaid. And they sent shoes from Ballard. And they ended up putting her in Yakima. And he just looked at me and he said, you know, you don't drive by Yakima on the way home to see your mom. And he was just talking about how devastating that was. And so the idea of long-term care insurance is A, Stay off of the Medicaid system, but be get care where you want. And most people will say that's in their home. So, what has changed over the years are the plans that we have today, or what we call comprehensive. There are still a couple companies out there that offer a facility only policy, but I have never sold one. I will not do that. Um, I just don't, that's not what we get long term care insurance for. But you have to disclose the insurance company to sell that facility-only policy. They have to disclose that there's comprehensive plans available now. And a comprehensive plan just simply means it's going to pay for care in a wide variety of of locations. And it's really where you choose. So the number one is your home. That's where about three out of four people start their journey for long-term care is in their own home. But then adult daycare, something you know where you take a loved one and you maybe drop them off for four hours a day or eight hours a day while you're working and pick them back up. Adult daycare is now covered by long-term care insurance. Adult family homes, this is going to be a smaller type of assisted living, maybe four to six you know, people in one home, and they're going to have caretakers there 24-7. So those are very popular. Adult family homes are usually in neighborhoods. They're in the community still, so people like that. And then we go to the assisted living facilities. Wide variety of assisted living facilities, you know, from kind of some very basic assisted living and more independent living to all the way up to 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 just really fancy, nice retirement continuing care retirement centers. But long term care insurance will also pay for special memory clinics. It'll pay for hospice care. It will pay for nursing homes. And again, the nursing home, like the stop for my grandmother after five years in an assisted living, was the last couple months. It was like the last eight weeks she spent in the nursing home just because her health was so compromised. But the idea is you're not moving to a nursing home. That's just, it's really more end of life now, and they've proven that statistically that if you have long-term care insurance, it's the number one way to avoid ending up in a nursing home is because you can bring that care in, get the care that you need, get a better quality of care, and your health is not going to be, you know, you're know, you not going to deteriorate as fast as when you're trying to figure it out on your own and save money, and that's what so many families end up having to do out there. So I just wanted to touch on that, because that's one of the big um, questions that we get on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into a nursing home, so therefore I don't think I need long-term care insurance. And that's stemming back from the 70s, which is, I, I understand where it came from. That's really what long-term care insurance really was. And there are still some of those facility-only policies out there. So if you have a loved one that has one of those, the problem is they've got to pretty much go to a skilled nursing facility to turn those on. That has changed greatly, and all the plans that we have here that we help our clients with are what we call comprehensive because the idea is, hey, you want to be in your own home. Or maybe you're living with your your, your child in your child's home, and you want to bring the help into their home because they still have a life, and they're working and doing all the things that they do, and you can bring that care in while they're at work. You can do that with these new long-term care plans. So a great way to educate yourself, of course, is always jump on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. Just look at our process there. We have lots of resources. We have lots of examples on different plans. Our process is pretty simple. We start with the pre screen, which just tells us about, you know, your, tells us a little bit about your height and your weight and the medications you take and any procedures you've had because we got to figure out what options are available for you or do we need to wait before we apply? And then what we'll do is we'll collect some information from you and then I will have a meeting with you and we'll design that custom plan. And like our client of the week, part of that design process is going to be figuring out the most efficient way to fund those plans. Because again, we have lots of options, continuous pay, limited pay, lump sum pay, combinations, tax advantages, all kinds of things we'll look at. So thanks again for tuning into to Long-Term Care Radio. We will be back. I hope everybody has a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, uh, day to my mom, Nancy, in, in Monta Vista, Colorado. Can't wait to see you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and Long-Term Care Radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio.